I swear. Wrestling podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. We missed a week again. Yeah, I know. I was going to say we promised not to do it again until next time. And next time. Until we do it again. Yeah, and it was only a couple of weeks later, wasn't it? And then yeah. we did it again. So hopefully, it's not going to affect our, uh, our our TV ratings because in this business, kids, you live and die on those ratings, don't you? You do. So I'm so, told. Um, so keep uh, keep supporting us. Know that if we do miss a week, it's not because we've gone away. We'll be back as soon as physically, humanly. Yeah, but we did record a podcast. We did. But we're going to save it for maybe even next week or just a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week. Just because I think there's some dated, you know. It'll be out of date before long. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But we were doing what those uh, professional podcasters do by banking podcasts. Yeah. But we, w- we did intend to record more podcasts throughout last week, didn't we? But. Never quite got there. Got a few promises of Some yes, big I'll names as well. I'll definitely do one. Yeah, and then everyone managed to dodge it. Yeah, so. but we got one. Yeah, well, that was good. You'll find out next week, I guess, with who. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just go straight into it because there's no point in us going. So what have you been up to? Because we've been up to exactly the same thing, well, and everyone know. Every, well, you know, we'll, everyone knows. Well, everyone who listens is going to know what we've been doing, and I just feel. That's our opening, isn't it? Oh, what have you been up to this weekend? Well, that's essentially the whole topic of the podcast, is what we've been up to this weekend. Yep. Yep. Hashtag RevPro week. Yep. It was a good week. Good time was had. So seven shows across nine days. Um, we were in Leamington Spa on Saturday. Sunday, we were at London Cockpit. Wednesday, Thursday, York Hall. Friday, Portsmouth Guildhall. Saturday, Sunday, Manchester Bowlers Exhibition Centre. Um, so... A very long, rewarding week. Of course, uh, relevant because it was the first TV tapings as well for Revolution Pro Wrestling, um, amongst other things. Um, but it was a good time. Good times had by all. And I'm sure we're... I don't know what we're talking about. Are we going to... I don't know how you want to... Well, I, you wanna I say this. this with all the love in the world, but I think people probably want to hear about, you know, not too riveted... Leamington Spa? <laughs> Maybe not particularly riveted about Leamington Spa or even the cockpit, they want to hear it. I think people will be interested to hear about the circumstances surrounding the television. Yeah. You know, what happened, what we learned, what what went wrong, what 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 went great, what did you like about it, what did I like about it? And obviously, the weekend as well. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Tuesday. <laughs> so tu- Tuesday I, night, I, you I, travelled up to London. I did, I'll yes. get things started. There you go. So... On so again, just to put it in perspective as well. So obviously Saturday. So we we turned away the turned away turned around these TV shows within three weeks. So again, there was a few weeks before. I'm not saying like oh, we, the first phone call we had was three weeks ago. No, like a couple of months earlier, we'd had the discussions about um, the the potential of putting on a show on on the telly. Um, and like I said, and I always say, TV is not the be all and end all of professional wrestling, especially in 2018. Um, it was pretty cool, though, right? Um, oh, the production <laughs> was great. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, I've always said that maintains it. There has to be kind of the right deal on the table per se. Um, so we went into this as a as a, a partnership with um, with the TV station and the production company and um, uh, uh, the TV production company, and then a company who are 
putting in the kizash for the the production. So yep. So uh, you're providing not to, not the show. Confu- not to be confused with the TV production. So yes, I'm providing the show. Okay. So you, oh, all right. So you're providing the show. This other company is providing the money to pay for what the the, so the like screens, the lights, the sound, the screens. Uh okay. Um, and then you've got um, then you've got the TV production company who are obviously bringing. Again, I don't know who's paying for everything. I'm not speculate. I just know my my role is to bring the wrestling show. Yeah. Um. There's a, then there's a role of the people who are whose role is to bring the production in terms of the lights, the screens, the sound, and then there's a TV productions company w- whose role is to film it, edit it, produce it, etc. Um, and then obviously the TV company whose role is to air it. So, um, so that's kind of the way it's kind of broken down. Um, and uh, and for me, what was very important was that we would stay true to our our vision of professional wrestling. Um, that in fact that was probably my only concern really i wanted to make sure that we presented an authentic revolution pro wrestling product um and i think that as you'll see when it airs on the tv hopefully because we don't know what the final edit's going to come out like but but the one thing i will say is we were obviously watching the, the edit of the matches um live so we can confidently say that there's not going to be a million cuts every second um and as the shows go on the quality definitely improves in terms of, you know, the, the the camera crew who aren't wrestling guys. You know, I'm sure a lot for a lot of them is a first time filming pro wrestling. Oh yeah, some of them, some of the guys I spoke to, they hadn't even seen a live wrestling show before ever. So, I, mean, of, so I assume they'd done some research watching it on the telly. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But you know that kind of puts it into perspective. But the good thing was, again, it was a whole nother beast, as which we'll get into later. But um, we were. I was essentially feed into the, the production truck and the production truck would feed into the, the camera guys. So I was able to say, um, I don't know, for example, um, one thing that they liked to, they, they started doing the tag matches was filming the guys on the outside of the ring who were in essence not a part of the match at that point. They'd be selling, you know, kayfabe, okay. brother. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be doing anything, you know, and they'd be missing the action in the ring. Only once or twice, but then it was like made abundantly clear from that point. Look, I think, and in fact, I remember saying to the truck, and the truck saying back to, because I could hear what I could hear the communication that everyone was having with everyone, but I couldn't communicate directly with everyone. I could only communicate directly with the truck. Yeah. Um. So like um. So for example, um, I I could hear, but the instruction the truck gave was, look, I know that the shot, I know the shot looks arty and nice. But trust me, this isn't what we're trying to get. Oh, so you know what I mean? You, <coughs> you said that. No, no, that's what the pro- so I was feeding back to the trucks, and they yeah. need to film in the ring. They need to uh, film in okay, the ring. Okay, okay, okay. Right, okay. Um, not the like cut to in the ring. You know, that's uh, and they and the, the guy in the truck then fed back to the camera people. Look, I know the shot looks nice. Yeah. But you're filming, but that's not the point of a shot. Oh, okay, cool. So he was so, on your side. Yeah, yeah he got it. Totally. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he'd worked. Uh, on some wrestling projects before, and he's and he's he said he's a, a bit of a closet wrestling fan um, from his youth. Um, okay. He said, you know, the way he termed it was he's not a uh, aficionado, aficionado in, in pro wrestling, but you know he he knew about the Attitude Era, um, and uh, and he had some some knowledge of of pro cool. wrestling. So um, so yeah, so that that kind of made life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on the on the Tuesday we we arrived at, at York Hall, an empty York Hall. 
Um, it was quite daunting. And as well, like, I've made no secret of the fact that we were pushing to sell tickets hard because obviously there was three weeks' notice. It was a school night. It was, you know, um, and yeah, it's, it's it's a lot to, you know, give up your yeah. bike. Do you know what I mean? A Wednesday and Thursday right, night right, right. with three weeks' notice. And to it was... Uh like you say, the kids have only just gone back to school. You yeah, the week, a lot of things literally, yeah, the week before, her, yeah. the week before the kids went back to school. So I was worried about ticket sales. No, Finney went, like, went back to school the day before. Oh, really? He went back okay. on the Tuesday. Your show's yeah. on the Wednesday. So, yeah. you know, that wipes out a whole audience there already. Um, and obviously people working late. You know, it, it's just, it wasn't the ideal circumstance for your first tapings. However, as I said, I think I, I referenced on the podcast, I think it's very important that we uh, we just got on and did it. They said to us, well, look, we can delay it by a little bit if you want. Um, but I didn't want that because from my perspective, um, it was almost like one of those things of we can keep putting it off and keep putting it off and keep putting it off and then it may it may never happen, you know? And, uh, and like, honestly, like, I'm again, I, I, I'll let you into a little secret. <laughs> a little secret? Yeah. Um, so... I like so I was so stressed out the three weeks leading up to it like I was I had anxiety like I couldn't sleep at night I was like just totally worried and it wasn't worried about the wrestling show it was worried about all the elements of the show coming together mm-hmm. and it was worrying about what if we can't sell any tickets for yeah. this thing you know because ticket sales were slow right and um and I think I had the conversation with you where I was just like oh my god like what are we gonna do and like uh Unfortunately, Ring of Honor, well, I say fortunately, not fortunately, but Ring of Honor had had a not so good attendance at York Hall um, a couple of days after my uh, last York Hall show. Um, and I was able to look at pictures of that and see that it might be okay. It looked Because it, it looked it looked fine. It, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't term it as looking great, but it looked fine. You yeah. know? And the only reason, the only way you'd look at it and be like, that's not very good, would be if you'd seen York Hall shows where the venue's like ram solid, right? Yeah, um, okay. But like I had I'd done my best to sell the venue in a way where it's going to look good on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that ultimately we were able to do that. But like I say, until the first show started and we saw it on camera, like I really didn't know how it was going to, how it was going to wind up. But there was a lot of, like I say, a lot of sleepless nights because I mean, I, I genuinely put everything I had into this. Like all my, like I just need, like I just wanted it to work so badly um and uh yeah there was a, a lot of time spent piecing this whole thing together um so when we get there on a tuesday and we start to set everything out and we set out the seating plan in the way that because obviously we we controlled the, the order the tickets were sold um and when we set out the plan as we had where every seat would be full in full in the plan um it was at that point where i was like oh you know we haven't got to worry um so there was one last last minute production scare where we were worried about the lights and the, and uh, the sound uh, not coming, um, but that was kind of dealt with in quick order. Um, but it was a stressful ten minutes of my life. Yeah, yeah, but because yeah. um, because uh, again, I think that was that was weird as well for me because it was normally I have complete control over everything. So like I and I say complete control like. So normally it'd be me who's a contact with the guy who provides a screen, me who's a contact with the uh, the lights and and the sound company. It'd be me who's a contract contact with the, you know, with the the, the people who provided the ramp. But my only contact 
in this situation was with the wrestlers and the venue. So, um, so it, was, it felt very, it's very hard as someone who's like over the last few months um, got people working for him to try and get them to, to do stuff. It, it's, I can already, I, I knew it would be hard because I find it very hard to just, I don't want to say trust other people to just get it done. I just yeah, know I can get it done myself. Yeah, you know? when you, when you, you want a job doing properly, you do it yourself, don't you? Yeah, so, but yeah. then at the same time, you can't put all the work on yourself no otherwise it's just not not plausible mm-hmm. um so this is going on obviously in the back of my mind this whole time when this with his tvs is we've got this british J cup at the weekend um which uh i thought was going to be a disaster as well yeah. <laughs> um so um but i knew ports of guild hall was going to be all right on the friday that's good <laughs> so um so yeah so that was uh that was all going through my mind but um we wind up doing uh so we go there get there on a tuesday set up um and it was nice to be able to set up the night before, actually. Um, so originally, it was another expensive cost um, because originally we were going to take three nights, but we wound up doing two just because of the how um, how late in the day it became when we made the decision to definitely go ahead with it. So as a result, um, we had your call booked and paid for for an extra day, which was you know I love spending money, so it was a, <laughs> it was a real treat. Yeah. I was saying like we should have got the lads together to have a five-a-side football game or something mm-hmm. just to try and get my money's worth out <laughs> of it, you know. Um, but like it was nice having it all set up the day before because then all what ha- all that was required to happen was like, the lights guys come in, hang the lights, the screen guys come in. Do you know what I mean? Everyone just come in and does their piece. Yeah, we don't get in the way, and we know the essential kit for the show, the ring. And the merch is uh, mm. is already there and set up, so I was able to go back to the hotel um, and then rock up about ten, eleven o'clock the next day um, when when everything was well underway the in terms of nicked. production. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good price for scrap steel yeah. these days. So, um, so yeah, that was a that was a Tuesday. Um, again, the process of writing the TV. I don't know if I just, see. I'm just talking like I don't know if this interests people at all, but um, you're yawning, so it, doesn't, <laughs> no, it just doesn't fill me with confidence. I just got back in the gym today. So, that's all, so if people, you know, like I, I, I want to tell an enthusiastic story, but you know, I've, I feel like my interviewer or my co-host is just not pulling the the weight. Do you know what it is? You put me in this horrible chair. I'm going to swap chairs. Okay. Okay. You. No, you can don't do back. that. I'm going to swap chairs. Okay. He's, that that noise there is Andy swapping chairs. He's angry, you know, uh, as always. The ways the, the way the pros would do it would be you just carry on and not bring attention to it. Well, I'm bringing attention to it because I'm I'm personally feeling aggrieved by by this situation. This, this chair rolls back. I don't know. Okay. Not rolls back, you know, that leans back. Okay. So, it's just hard not to draw attention to it. Sorry, folks. I'm back. Listen to that. Cool. Cool. Go well, on. Did he, e- did he ever go away? <laughs> Who knows? Well, you told everyone, but this is um, lovely, more co- far more comfy. Right. I'm all ears. So what was the last thing I said? You said um, about writing the TV. So, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's interesting to people. That's that's my problem. Well, because it doesn't matter I if it's interesting to people. You, you have to make it interesting. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if it is interesting because normally, like, when I... When I uh, say stuff like people listen I can get a gauge because I can get a gauge from your facial expressions and whatever but when I look over and see you yawning I've just come I kind first of first day in the gym after you've eight weeks that, eight weeks off eight knackered. weeks off yeah I had a bad wrist right too much what yeah uh, yeah funny enough no uh, <laughs> I had a bad left wrist and then uh, 
and I've been resting consistently every, near enough every day for the last six weeks. So eight weeks off, I feel great, and I'm I'm just tired. But I'm I'm all ears and enthusiastic to hear. He's just sucking the life out of the room. That's a problem. Come on. So uh, writing TV is it's a different animal altogether. So like, uh, I so first of all, I wrote. It was originally going to be two-hour episodes. I only wanted one-hour episodes. It was originally going to be two-hour episodes, which was a kind of one of those compromises because originally they wanted it to be live and I wanted it to be taped. Um, so it was almost like, okay, we'll tape it, but two-hour episodes. But then when when we got speaking to the people... So they wanted you to run a show every third Monday, whatever it will be, live. Every, every other week. So we'd do... Um, so the idea would have been we would have filmed a sh- uh so it'd been like Raw in the 90s. They'd yeah, film one, film but then they'd, film follow, one, they'd follow film on the following day, but you'd probably film it that night. That still. night, yeah. Okay. So every other week we'd be live. God, that's a lot, isn't it? Here's Two hours. Lot, yeah. yeah, I think um, I said this to you before, either on the podcast or in person, that like Raw wasn't two hours initially. Raw was an hour. And I look at it like I, all my favourite TV shows were an hour. Anyone watch Power? Do you watch Power? I saw you tweet about it, no. <sighs> Gripping hour of TV. Is it really? So, um, so yeah, so like, all my favourite TV shows are an hour long. Yeah. Um, and uh, after conversation, it was agreed we could do hour long okay. shows, which was great. But that conversation happened maybe a week and a half ago. Right. And I'd already written two hour shows. And the show was already a week ago. So. Oh, well, no, like a week, a week and a half, half before, before the, the taping. Okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem possible that the first show was a week ago. It's crazy, it? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so I. I think when we started doing that, like, so when it became an hour, I was like, yes, brilliant, because it's going to be a slicker, faster moving show, but everything was written for a two hour show. So, just for argument's sake, if Zack Sabre Jr. is in week number one, uh, as, as, I, as I'd written it, he's in week number one, and then in week number two, he's cutting a promo, in week number three, he's wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Zack's presence is on every single week. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, once you break it down into hour-long episodes, you might not see him for three weeks. No. Yeah, so, okay. which I think is very important when you're introducing characters for the first time to be able to give them some solid TV time. So, as a result of then going to an hour, we then had to try and work in, or I had to then, I had a lot of people be like, oh, oh I've got ideas. I can, I'd love to help, you know, write the TV. It's yeah. Like, Brilliant, send me your ideas. Only one person did. Really? That was my mate Craig. Oh, so didn't ask me though, did you? Um, I think I said to you. I just gave you the ideas. best idea ever before no, we went you online. Like, it was a great idea. And, and it got turned down, got vetoed. Mm. So. Yeah, only more on a, on a principle thing because it was me than anything nah, else. That's your insecurities coming up again. We speak about Andy's insecurities regularly for anyone joining <laughs> us for the first time. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, only one person sent me any ideas. So, okay. Um, so I, I just I, won't bother from now on. So there you go. Please do, please bother. Okay. Um, so I wound up, uh, yeah, writing it all myself, basically, um, and uh, it it became a case of then I've got to go back and try and factor the guys in to try and make sure they get that regular time. You know, whether whether it be through VTs or interviews or you know. Uh, excuse me. What, what's a VT? Explain to the people at home. I don't know. What does it stand for? It's got to be videotape, isn't it? A videotape, yeah. I don't know, is it? I, I don't just know. Even if I heard it, I was just like, oh, VT, videotape, maybe. It must be videotape, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't have a clue. I don't. Let's see. We just know again, the initials, so the abbreviation. So, so we'll get to this bit of the, the TV bit in a, in a, in a, in a second. Um, once you get to Prez position. Hey? 
What's that? You don't even know what that is, and you were in it all the time. I heard it all the time. Get to Prez, and you're like, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like Presenters? Pre- presentation position. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I think it's what it stood for anyway. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because I thought he was saying press position. Oh, okay. But you're saying Prez. Prez. Yeah. All I got, all I heard a lot was comms. If that's and, commentary. Oh, uh, okay. So I wasn't sure if that was just communication. Yeah. So oh, It might be communication. We should probably learn who it. Who cares? Really, right. So, no, not who cares. We should probably learn no, it's it. No, a, it's a blag, isn't it? The whole thing. <laughs> so like, uh, so yeah, so then I factored in the guys to make sure everyone got in every week. They meant cutting some stuff out. Um, and it meant shortening some of the matches and it obviously meant more matches <laughs> because obviously doing four weeks of an hour instead of two weeks of two hours just lent to more matches. Yeah. Um, but I had in mind that I didn't want it to be match, 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 too quick, too quick, too quick. So, you know, I think it paced well and I think it will pace well on the TV. Um, so I wrote the, so I wrote the script and then obviously on the day of a show, so this is a, the, some of the stuff that I didn't anticipate was on the day of a show, we then, um, and bearing in mind, it's going to be fascinating to see this project when it, when it winds up on TV and I've got nothing but, for me, it was a very positive experience, but it was a, a certainly a massive learning curve and i always say that's a cool thing about pro wrestling like where else would you learn all of this do you know like all the stuff i've learned over the over the years and yeah. like and sure like a lot of it like i said earlier about blagging it a lot of it has been a blag in terms of like oh you need to put something out live streaming okay <laughs> we'll work that out okay. you know just everything's kind of a mm-hmm. that kind of blag but when you're working with proper professionals who are showing you the the real way stuff's done um it's very interesting very eye-opening um but then we had the the time old sit down with the tv guy and put the script into their format and that was a process i thought would take maybe an hour but took about four hours oh especially on the second day you Uh, said you said to me and craig oh i've got to go for a couple of hours and do this i swear you were gone four hours when was that on the second day when you and or, or was that something else? Are you talking about something else? I'm talking about when you met up with the uh, Ian. Yeah. And sat going through everything with him. Oh, that didn't take that long. That didn't take four hours. No, something you took hours doing. That, the day before it was. Okay. Not on the second day. No, maybe on the first day. It was you, on the first you day. Were gone hours. No, it was on the first day for sure. Okay. Yeah, the first day. It was hours. And people were saying, have you got the script? No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I say you got the script, it's a running order, not like uh, yeah, yeah, not like yeah. the the actor's script. No, um, but just the running order of who's wrestling when, how long they're wrestling for. Um, but like, um, it was all down to putting it into a TV format, so the TV people could understand. Like the wrestling people would have been able to understand my script, but we need to put it in a format for the TV people to understand, and also I guess in a format that the TV people then understand for the post production part. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it was one of those things where, like I say, I thought it was going to take an hour. I had a lot of um, reality checks about, I think maybe I was perhaps over ambitious about some of the things I wanted to achieve. Okay. Um, so there was a few reality checks there in terms of, well, you could do that, but, you know, this is what it's going to entail. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so then it was a case of like, okay, so it was almost like we had to not compromise on a lot of things, but it, it was like... Um, I had to I had to explain a lot of stuff to them in terms of what I'm what I'm looking to achieve and to be fair to the company they they um 
they absolutely like I knew it was going to be good because of the fact that they heard me out and like so often I and I said it to the guys after as well like so often you get um when you work with TV people I'm sure you know from doing like you know extra work and um and you know like commercial ads commercial breaks and you know yeah, being, yeah, bought, yeah. being brought in to be the wrestler uh-huh. you know TV people often talk down on you and talk to you like you're an idiot, right? Almost, yeah, yeah. The higher ups do a lot. Of the talk, the presenters and stuff are normally actually really nice. Yeah, but they like, kind of uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the, yeah. the backstage. Someone get the wrestlers. Yeah and, yeah, and like the presenters like it because they know that the wrestlers are showmen. Showmen, right? Right. Sure. And, they, and they've got something to feed off of and, and work with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can we can talk about that later when we when we talk about our, our panel we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, you got something to work with, you know. Mm. Um, so that's, uh, I think that's very, very important, you know. But um, but they they literally treated everyone with respect. And if there, if there was something they didn't understand, they'd ask about it. And if there was something they didn't think was quite right, they'd ask about it. And you know, I'd explain it. And you know, we would either go one way or the other. We'd we'd agree or we'd disagree or we'd agree to disagree. But like whatever, ultimately, whatever I wanted in, they let. They were quite alright with. They that, let yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and uh, and a lot of it was well, we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. it turned out okay. There was one point where I was um, to my biggest fear of the week, the, the, the two days, was not the commentary because whether you like my commentary or not, I know I can do it. It was the actual talking to a camera, like you know, I'm stood here now with Chris Brooks, Jonathan Gresham, and uh, Chris. Jonathan Gresham and Chris Brooks, CCK, and they're very disgruntled with the fact that they're not going to be in the British Tag Team Championship number one contenders tournament. It was that sort of thing that I was worried about. And to, that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is this. There was a point when I was, I think I was doing that or maybe just rehearsing that and you walked in the room and I said this to you, you had such a face on you. I was like, this isn't going well because <laughs> you're in the middle of your chat with Ian. And I thought, oh no, there's been a uh, you know, hundred disagreements, and but you're obviously saying that's not the case at all. No, not at all. No, it's no. just long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just long. Yeah. Like I like to when I get the the show down, I like it to just be down, you know. Yeah. Um. But like, and and again, this is one of those things where it came about. It was also last. It wasn't. It was last minute in the sense of like, I think, three weeks notice to, not only write the TV shows, but then. To, and being completely alien to the process, but then also to book the venue, promote the shows, book the ma- book the wrestlers, you know, book the flights, book the transport, book the hotels, you know, all that process encapsulated, added to the fact that these were just two of seven shows we were running in that nine-day period. Yeah, I think that's what took it out of me a lot, you know. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was like absolutely exhausted, and like. The whole process, I was just, it was it was tiring because it was all so, everything was so new and it was all, it was exciting, but it was all, it was just long, you know, and that, and I think that goes for the actual shows themselves <laughs> as well. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a great learning experience. Um, and, and I think that it's one of those things that had we had more time, then that process of putting it into the TV format would have happened prior to on the day of the actual show which would have taken the, the weight off a little bit but even now from day one to day two um of the, of the tapings putting it into that format became a little bit quicker yeah and like now i have that format i can essentially write it into the format send it to them ahead of schedule and then we can go back and forth ahead of time which will then make the whole process a lot easier sure um and obviously I don't know what else you want to talk about in terms of that TV aspect, but like from my perspective as well, um, 
whilst we were focused solely on the content of the show, there wasn't as much thought given to the live experience for the audience, which to me didn't even become apparent until halfway through the first night. Right. And because, because again, it was long. Like we we started so, late. So yeah, we started late because there was an issue with. So like, thank God we weren't going live. Um, there was an issue with the communication between everyone and the the audio. There was big audio problems. They said like I made a joke like it was like my first short call show all over again. You know, yeah. um, and. Uh, and, and and it's weird because you never expect that when you're dealing with such professionals, you don't you don't even anticipate that that could be a problem. Um, and I think the show finished at about five to eleven in the end. Um, we had no intermission. We made the decision to cut the intermission. Um, and it was just a long night. The audience didn't know what was going on the whole time. Um, so like, and there was changes that I would make, which I will look to make for future tapings. Um, but I couldn't make between night one and night two because it just wasn't enough That's time to turn yeah, it around. Right, right, so like, just so, so some, some examples of stuff is that like some of the segments, so I remember there was a segment with Dan McGill, like for anyone who's going to watch a show, it's going to be some spoilers. Um, but, you know, it's cool. It's all, do you know what I mean? Like there's a segment, there's a, okay, well, there's some talking segments in the show, which I think would have benefited by being over the live PA system as well as for the cameras. Okay. Um, so what what was the um what was the reasoning given to you for not doing it over the live PA sound? I don't think it, don't think it ever came into consideration. I it think was it was just like, just like cool, well we're like doing that. it we're doing it for the cameras, yeah. so we're going to film it as a you know an on camera piece. You know you don't see you know like you don't see when when a football pundit is because they're sports people at the end of the day the the, the guys that are producing it. But you don't see like a you know when you have a, someone getting interviewed on the football pitch at the end of a game it doesn't get fed over the PA system no, do you know what I mean it's for the TV so yeah. it's for the TV so I think it was that kind of thing that was in mind um, also um, we didn't have any uh, so like for example the show start the show start video hadn't been created yet we just had the real cool show start music um, and when we came back to and from commercial breaks there wasn't anything to distinguish when the break was and when it wasn't and on the second night we did a countdown when we were coming back when we we're coming back from the break but ironically there was a few mess ups when we <laughs> a few times wasn't yeah, there when yeah, we uh, yeah. when we came up when we came back from the break so the counts happened again but on the first night there wasn't as it, it seemed to from that the you know from the the standpoint of yourself and Kevin, it seemed to mm-hmm. there seemed to be no mess ups at all. No, like so. Um, so it was just funny that the night we did the countdowns, where the show would have run slick, a bit more pressure. It would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you know, little things like that, I w- I would improve, and as well, I just feel, and again, I've not spoken to anyone about this um, yet. I need to have that conversation shortly. Um, but like, four hours is a long time. Um, and I feel that we could probably, it would be beneficial to either do three hours or break up the four hours. Um, you had a very good idea. Well, an idea I had, which again, I don't know if we're going to do it, but an idea I had was if we can do weekends, which again, I don't know how possible that is because the TV company are very busy. Busy, yeah. Um, so we kind of have to fit into their schedule. And bearing in mind, it's not like something, so if it was next year, for example, it might be something where we can slot in, you know, we're going to run this weekend, this weekend. But when you're talking like a couple of months in advance, yeah. it's it's hard to kind of, Take what you, you know, get squeeze. Kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. And that's and that's that's professional wrestling all over, isn't it? Take <laughs> what you can get. Sure. But like, um, so um, I had the idea of we do we could do if we took if we took a weekend for example we took a Saturday we could start at midday and we could run for example two shows midday to 2pm 
and then we could have like a two hour break in the middle where so we could sell it as two tickets essentially or you can pay less money for both tapings yeah you have a couple of hour break in the middle where you can go get something to eat you know get a cup of coffee whatever go shopping and then come back and do another two hours yeah so um well i don't, I don't I, think people complain about i don't, I think that would be the preferred option is people like paid 15 pounds a ticket for a four-hour show which people don't enjoy because by the end of the third hour people are just knackered and especially when it's tv and to be fair to anyone that was there i want to credit them because they were buzzing all night yeah to the very end but it was starting to wane at the end yeah you know, but that's fair you know, it, and, it was a long night, and, it was hot. And, and what I'll say as well is, yeah, and, and I think that that's the thing as well, TV is different. So, like, I think I can present a four-hour show. We've done it at York Hall many times before, presented four-hour shows. Obviously, we normally have an intermission in the middle, but four-hour shows which flow better as a live show because that's what they're designed to do, whereas this is designed to flow for... So, like, you might have a main event three matches in because that's yeah. a, that, that's your it's main event, event of week of one, yeah. right? So, Kashida versus Zack Sabre Jr., for example, was your third match, I believe, of the, the actual tapings. That's going to be the main event of the first yeah. show that airs on free sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but that match is a match which traditionally would go on, you know, either before intermission or last, you know, because it's yeah. one of your key matches. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard, you know, and and, and, and it's each, but I, I firmly believe that each show flows very well. And like I say, it was a very eye-opening experience for me. And it's one that I enjoyed. Um, and, and what excites me the most, I think like you can, in wrestling, and in anything in life really, I think you can get yourself in a comfort zone quite easily. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that comfort zone, like stuff can just become um, second nature. You don't need to think about it as much. Um, and I think that putting me in this new position has has helped me learn a lot. Yeah. Um, and I will say one thing that I'm so glad about is that I didn't do the ring announcing or commentary because I was I had so much. You wouldn't be able to do it. No. There's no way you'd have been able no, to do it. No I way. I had so much. Uh, yeah, so much to do. Um, but it was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, yeah. So, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe even our last episode, you were like, well, I'll take your job and I'll do the commentary with Kevin Kelly. You'd have hated yourself then. I can't remember what I said, but you were trying to punish me. Or <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, mate. Yeah, yeah, that had to come back to bite you in the oh, backside. Oh, i just give Don Callis a call. Oh, yeah. Or Rocky. Rocky could have done it. Oh, he, so I'm sure bad. he gladly would have There'll stepped in. There'll be a in. petition. Say, bring Rocky. <laughs> Rocky and it's Kevin. It would be even better as well if we, if we got Rocky in as well, because it would almost be like, your dog's name is mugging you up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Named after Rocky Romero as well. Many people think he was named after The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He, he wasn't was named, named after, after any wrestler at all. He was named after, he's named after my ex-girlfriend's granddad, I think. I can't remember. Oh, Rocky. All right, Rocky. Granddad Rocky. And anyone, that's how... Uh, he was called something else for a day, but I can't remember what it is. And that's how, uh, that's how Andy's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, sounded. Mm. All right, and <laughs> Rocky. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Um, so that was again. I think that's my whistle stop perspective. Like, there's a, there's so much that I want to say, and like, and, and I, but I want to thank everyone for coming out and supporting it. I think it looked decent, it looked real good in the end. And if you were watching on the monitor, you had the benefit of watching. Yeah, I watched the whole the thing on the monitor as well. Brilliant. Yeah, um, that's good, yeah. So I think that's what I'm most excited about. No more blurry cameras. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Uh, it it did. Um, yeah. Puts it, it in it perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know what I'm allowed to say about you going, no, nah, don't say that. Well, no, I, like, I've openly, like, I've openly said, like, our I mean, production... I, I, obviously, I don't know what the costs are involved in this production team. Oh, I do, yeah. But I think your, 
your your Rev Pro would be a million times better if you get them every time. Yeah, it would be. And I know it's not it cost would, effective. It would be a million. No, it, and, and, but that's the thing. It would be a million times better, but it's not feasibly plausible. It's yeah. not It's not something which is financially possible. Yeah. And, and yet, yeah. And and, 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 and to, to that point, what I will say is like, it's something that we're working towards and would always work towards. And that's like one of the end goals in mind. Um, and it's very easy to sit there and, and say like, as you did, your show would benefit of... <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, don't get Larry. <laughs> um, so I I think, it, yeah, it's um, it would, in an ideal world, yes, everything would look perfect and look crisp and would have that down, but it's something that we have to work towards. But it's no different from working towards having a wrestling ring which is branded or working towards having a live edit kit or what do you know the goal might be a little bit further out of reach but it's something that is certainly attainable and something that one day we can get to yeah um, and i think that's but that's very much the nature of the beast in terms of like we're a small business which is growing and a, and, and and one thing that i've always said like and don't get me wrong could i could i possibly float professional cameras coming in to film a show or two probably but it probably cripple me financially do you know what i mean like yeah. i could get a loan to cover a team coming <laughs> in to do it but then i'd be clawing that back this whole time and like i think that w- what you always have to remember and this is just from a small business perspective and i and i don't know if i don't i don't know if i don't reach far enough i don't know you could you could say i uh, you could say maybe i don't maybe i don't take risks enough but i think i take a lot of risks um and um and i think you could turn around and say um you know that it's not um, not the, uh, the. I don't know. You could turn around and say the production is not the best, whatever. But ultimately, the bottom line is we produce live wrestling shows and we continue to entertain people. And if we can't do that, that's the bottom line. That's bread and butter of the business, right? Producing the, sh- having content, producing the shows. And if we don't, it's like what comes first? Do you know what I mean? So you have to create that sustainable product first, and then hopefully build that fan base. And then when you build that fan base, you can move to bigger venues. When you move to bigger venues, you've got more income. When you've got more, and then when you've got more people there, they're going to buy more merchandise. It's all a combined yeah. thing. And then when you've got the extra revenue, and and the, straight up like you can look at you can look at my track record anytime there's extra revenue it doesn't go into my bank account it goes straight back in to the product straight back into rev pro and that's exactly what would happen if we can continue to grow and evolve and hopefully in an ideal world if this tv deal works and it and it comes off it's going to bring more eyeballs to rev pro it's going to bring more eyeballs to a product which will then in turn create more revenue which means that we can take that next step and worst case scenario it does nothing we just continue as we are yeah Cool. Exciting. So, do you know what you need, though? What? Jib. Oh, a jib. Yeah, we do need a jib. I know what one of those is. You know what a jib crane is? Crane camera. The crane camera, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I don't, like, at York Hall, we couldn't really have one because of the way we Knock out too it. many seats yeah. as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it was ideal for the TV taping. Yeah, look. <laughs> so <laughs> the, shots at, of, yeah. the shots that that had were, like, amazing. It was, yeah. it was when I saw that. I think it might have been the first match or... I don't know, maybe it was the show opener, mate. It could have been the first thing. I can't remember. It was the show opener. Because they often open with scanned. that shot where it scans yeah, round scanned. and, then and comes like, into wow, you. like, this yeah. looks like WrestleMania, you yeah. know? Like, the, you, just the, the magic of television, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is great. Professional and television, yeah. but really cool. Yeah, and yeah. I and, and like I say, like, I hope, I just, I, I hope in my heart of hearts that one day we can get there and we can achieve that. Um, and I believe we, I believe we can. 
Yeah. I'm putting it out there, putting mm-hmm. it out in the open. Often you put stuff out in the open, and it, that's the only way it can come true if you put it out there in the open. So I'm putting that out there in the open. Okay. All right. Cool. So you had a lovely time, didn't you? I had a good time. I did, yeah. I did. All I week. All week, eight days. No, nine days, was it with Kevin? It was nine days, seven, seven yeah. shows. I think I saw him every day. Because yeah. Monday he came, well, I'm not seeing Monday. No, I don't think I saw him Monday. I missed him Monday. And you did miss him Just before, texted didn't you? him. Pining. <laughs> and then Tuesday, of course, he came to, uh, we met up for lunch, took him up to Umami to get a burger and rice. I like to call it Umagas. Umagas, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then he came to school in the evening, which was incredible. Like Just his teachings and... You know, teaching guys about television, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the guys who were going to be on the show. It was some of the other select, you know, like for the decent ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but but for anyone who's listening to this, I was going to do a, a thing on our private g- group of the school, but they, a lot of them listen to this. Go, if you wonder why you're not in that picture with Kevin, it's kind of on you. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to step up your game and Im- improve, and you know, make more of an effort. So. Uh, you know, it's, it wasn't just ones who were on the telly. It was ones that we kind of see as, you know, the the, the better ones in the class. So, um, well, it feels like dance mums when Abby Lee Miller makes a pyramid and gets all the other kids <laughs> jealous. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not my intention. My intention is always to like and sincerely. No, as well. it's good though because it motivates. But no, yes, my point. But my my yeah. motivation is all uh, my um, my, the, my. I've lost my train of thought, but I want to motivate them. Abby Lee Miller, yeah, who I believe is in prison at the moment for, oh, right. for like tax fraud or something. Oh God! Um, so she, but she might be out now. She's lost a lot of weight as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, so she, so she was on the telly dance. It's a very popular show. She was trying famous. To, yeah. She, to, she was got done ta- for yeah. What a moron! Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're in the public eye. She's Abby Lee Miller, though, mate. She does what she wants. Oh, she's um, a millionaire. So like she. But she has a pyramid. But like she would do when she did the pyramid system. So obviously it wouldn't be like a private thing. It should do it in front of a class. Yeah. So she'd be like, Andy, this week you've been terrible. You were on the top of the pyramid last week, but now you've moved down two rungs. Really? Yeah, like literally proper, proper digging into the little <laughs> kids. But like, and when you put in, like, so it's not just like, obviously, I like it though. Schools, like I like it though. Ups, yeah, yeah. But like, this is like, Six, seven-year-old kids. <laughs> I bet the kids take it better than the adults. Oh, uh, Christ, if we had to take our wrestling school. Well, no, well That's they, it. I'm going to go to the other wrestling school. But it doesn't exist anymore. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, get on a boat. Get across to the island. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Um, but they... they uh, but th- those kids, yeah, they do take it better, perhaps, because they show their, their emotions more outwardly rather than inwardly bottling it up and just sulking. They can't you. talk about so, it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, and I, I think for me, the best decision I ever made was bringing Kevin Kelly in. Yeah. And like you, I remember I said to you and you were like, nah, you know, like you got, do you remember like I said to you, I was going to bring Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, like, you're not going to do that. I am. I was like, nah, you won't. You said not, not to me about anything to do with me really, not anymore anyway, in terms of like opponents or whatever, but you'd be like, yeah, I think I'm going to bring Kevin Kelly in to make sort of strong style evolved a bit more. And just add something to Strong Style Evolve, like the people aren't expecting. And I was like, you ain't going to do that. You're like, I will. And then you called me up one morning. I'm sure I've told this story before. You just called me up one morning and go, right, I booked Kevin Kelly. You better do your research. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I will. And I did. Yeah, and it, and what, what pains me is like if you'd done your research, if you did your research and took it that seriously on a regular basis, and you'd... I'd be in well, WWE by now. You could be. Yeah. You'd probably be in WWE just by being on this TV show, though. Fingers crossed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind. If you, uh, I, I, 
I'll tell you what they offer me and then see if you can match it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll tell you I can and then you can go back to them with my counter offer and then you can get yourself some more money, can't you? (laughs) We can maybe split the difference. I'm trying to think about what what Scott Hall and Razor, uh, Scott Hall and Diesel said. Something like, I don't... I don't, I don't want. I don't want to work less dates. So I just want you to match the money. Something, something like that. I can't remember, but it was funny. So, uh, anyway, um, so, uh, so yeah, bringing in Kevin Kelly. Yeah, he's just a true pro, isn't he? Yeah. And like, I think that it benefits. Obviously, he's doing some of the best work of his career on New Japan World. So, so obviously that's great as well. Um, but like, I think it just benefits. It obviously adds credibility to the product uh, and it benefits everyone around him as well because you've got you know an old voice who's uh, or an old head who's who's been there done that yeah and who can and and what i think is most refreshing about him is yes he's been around for a long long while but he understands and appreciates a new style of wrestling yeah so he's not so stubborn as to be like that's no good this is killing my business yeah sure um so uh um so yeah, like uh, Joe. You know Joe, I, I thought was nice actually was a lot. Of, I say a lot of the wrestlers, a few of the wrestlers, enough of the wrestlers for me to take note. Come, I'm so excited. Kevin Kelly's calling one of my match. Kevin Kelly from WF. Kevin Kelly from WF. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So WF. I was, I was, WF. So that was really cool. Yeah. So it's all guys my age. And you were you were doing that with him. Yeah. You were doing the. No one was excited. I was calling their match. No. <laughs> um. They're like, I wish it was Jim Cornette and <laughs> Kevin Kelly. From WF, um, but yeah, I I think that's yeah. I, I don't know. Like I just think he added so much to the product. Um, obviously, very experienced with TV as well, so that obviously helped guide the show. And I think that that that's going to make a big difference in the final version of a show as well. Just the fact that obviously he does such a good job of steering the ship, yeah, um, and uh, and being able to verbalize. Um, I don't know. Like he he only had a couple of notes, so that's what I like because I, I like I like to give notes to people not like script promos i'll just give a couple of notes you know yeah and uh and then like they can make what they want of that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like so i don't i don't want to have to script people word for word i want to just say talk about your rivalry with zoe lucas yeah yeah and then there you go so Yeah. yeah that's that's what I want. And cool. That's what you did. That's what, yeah, that's what you got. He spoke about his hatred of Zoe Lucas. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not in the room, so I'm not sure why you're flirting no. with her. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. She's in the room. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, cool. So, good decision. So, I yeah, and I just, I, I don't know, like, I just, yeah, good decision. Yeah, well done. So, and, and pleased to say that Kevin will be back as well. Yeah, because he... He called me Monday and he said, I'll be back in October. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what that's for. Is Andy booked another TV tapings? But I didn't know. I didn't realise you'd got... Global Wars Global UK. Global Wars UK booked in, yeah. Yeah, October the uh, 14th. Yeah. Which was another story onto itself. So, like, so my week last week was so crazy. Like, honestly, like, I don't think anyone can comprehend how crazy it was. So, I booked Global Wars UK uh, for October because we had... So we had November and October booked, and then October just seemed more fitting for Global Wars. There was more guys available. We could bring more bodies over. So um, I booked all the guys, um, and York Hall was unavailable for that date, so we needed a a kind of backup. 
So I'd gone to my usual, so I'd gone to Wolverhampton, who couldn't do it. I'd gone to Reading, who couldn't do it. So I went to um, Crystal Palace, which is obviously famous for Revival. Ring of Honor did a show there recently. And Crystal Palace, obviously, is a 2,000-seat building. Um, and But I felt with the lineup we had, that would be perfect for Crystal Palace, right? Yeah. And uh, it's all good to go after a bit of back and forth, which lasted a few days. But the date's available. It's all good to go. Give you a call on Monday to work out the contract, or what, to get the contract sorted, whatever, logistics. And that was a bank holiday Monday. So it was a week before the TV tapings happened. So not not last week, the week before on that Monday. Get a phone call. Like, oh, really sorry, Andy. Uh, just gone to write up your contract. And uh, when we said the date was available, we were looking at the wrong year in the diary. Oh, no. <laughs> so really? like it's October 14th, 2019 is available. But October <laughs> 14th, 2018 is unavailable. Oh, so no. I've already banked on this being the venue for the show. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool and as then well. I spent, yeah. Then I've spent all the last... So essentially every spare moment I've had. So that was a bank holiday. So nothing was open. Yeah. Um, and then all last week I've been trying to write the TV shows, um, advertiser shows, try and sell tickets, you know, work out the logistics, all of this stuff all added together to a VAT return, which I did on Friday before my, uh, before the Guildhall show. Like I had a couple of hours in the office to, to work out to do the VAT return. Cause that was obviously the last for anyone who does their VAT returns, like the seventh of the month after the, month is your <laughs> is your last possible day to file it and of course that's what i do yeah um and um yes yeah, so i had to do all of that stuff um and find a venue for a wrestling show so last week whilst i was at york Hall for the tv tapings any spare moment i got i was looking for venues i had a couple of guys like chris robertson and craig went out to look at a venue which wound up being too small um we had a list of venues that i was calling up and going through and you know available on this date no 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 find obviously some perfect venues oh wrestling's not for us okay don't take out do you know what i mean like it's just you you still get that no one i don't think people will appreciate really the perception that wrestling still has such a bad business and like, sense isn't it these yeah people running these venues like and and like so. but and then what you see left right and center is these like arts venues closing down left right and center because they can't get the trade yeah when we want to bring them a popular event and if it works out it's something we can bring if multiple you times a, wrestling a year show once a month or once you know well like months, if we yeah. bring them a wrestling show imagine if we bring them a thousand people like six times a year and they do ten grand behind the bar yeah. which is per in London is perfectly feasible mm -hmm. right that's 60 grand a year plus venue hire plus those thousand people now know this venue exists you know and yeah. when they're there they might pick up a flyer for something else at the venue and utilise the venue so you know you're getting bounce back trade right just nah. wasted, just gone, <laughs> just because we don't like the idea of professional wrestling. We think it's barbaric. We think, it, do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah, and it seems sure. like such a dated. It seems me like defending wrestling like this is so well, it's, it's dated. Not, well, to like, me, it's almost the other way around because, like, you know, they say in the seventies and eighties there wasn't a venue that didn't have pro wrestling. Yeah, right. You know, so like, and now know, they've decided they can turn their nose up to it. <laughs> yeah, but then we know, you know, within our little niche, I referred to it with someone this week as a niche. It's like a niche of a niche. Yeah, so uh, it is. Yeah, because yeah. wrestling's a niche, and our our form of professional wrestling right. is a niche of that niche, niche itself. Yeah, so um, yeah, you think they'd just be like, oh, you know, we know we know that niche of a niche is doing really well, but they obviously don't, and yeah. you know, 
but but it's not like I've not got proof. I've got videos, pictures, that's it. You like can plenty show of it, stuff to, to back it up. You know, box office receipts, whatever they want, we mm. could uh, we could show them to back it up. But you know, not interested. So that's fine. But um, but yeah, and obviously trying to get a venue with five weeks notice is also hard, especially like you know a venue that can can suit your needs. And then eventually, um, it came down to two. And uh, we managed to settle on the Brixton Rec- Recreation Centre. And the main reason I went... So, again, and we were looking for southern-based venues as well, because I thought it was very important. We had... Um, so, it, Global Wars is going to see the rematch for the British Heavyweight Championship between Suzuki and Ishii. Um, and I felt, having given the championship match to Manchester last time round, and there was a bit of uproar about that, and the British J-Cup going to Manchester... I just felt, and not doing so well as well in Manchester, I, I felt that um, we should probably give the London-based fans, you know, the rematch for the championship. Um, and Brixton was a, the best option, and for travelling fans as well, because the venue's literally two minutes away from the train station. Like, if you look at the, you know, if you look at it on Google Maps, you'll see, you can see they, they literally look like they're next door to each other on the on the maps it's just a couple of minutes walk um, yeah. so it's like perfectly situated um, there's going to be some challenges for us in terms of setting up because it's not on a ground floor um, alright I look forward to watching but, everyone do that um, but it's uh it's it's perfectly achievable and perfectly doable, um, and uh, and I'm excited to be able to. It's always nice to bring wrestling to a new venue because it opens up another possibility of go-to places when stuff isn't available, and and that's great as well because you know if it you don't ever want to get to the stage where, for example, you've got this killer show to put on, but you've got nowhere to house it, so you just <laughs> don't do the show. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it's great that now we have another venue in our back pocket like we would have with uh, Walthamstow or Reading or, you know, wh- whatever have you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I'm, I'm using Reading as an example just because they were one of the venues I'd I'd called about housing this event. Um, and uh, and, I, and people always say to me, when are you going back to Reading? When are you going back to Reading? So obviously we had two very successful shows there. We've not been there for two years now. And um, and unfortunately, that's just because um, it's all about timing and availability, I keep saying. It's a big old space. If I'm going back there, it has to be with a big lineup. Um, so when those guys are available, I contact the, the venue. And if the venue's not available, there's nothing I can do about it. No. <laughs> so, And it's great for them because they're in demand, but... You know, not so great for me. Yeah, I like to be able to just have whatever dates I want, wherever I want. Not as simple as that, unfortunately. No, I guess not. No. Um, so yeah, so we set that up. So that that was a uh, that was organised, finalised yesterday, um, set up on Monday. Um, but that was uh, through one of my contacts from York Hall. It's the same company that runs uh, operates the building, and um, and he was. Uh, and coincidentally, he just happened to be at the TV on the second day of the TV. And uh, this is a funny story as well. So he told me, so the first time I saw him, I went for a meeting. Obviously, we've discussed on the York Hall episode. And I went for a meeting where he says, we take we take uh, boxing shows from like community halls and we bring them into York Hall. We bring them to York Hall and we bring them on national TV. And from national TV, they then go to the big arenas, right? And that was that was kind of what he said to me about you know, because he was like, and, and and with that, he was kind of explaining, listen, I understand what it's like being a little guy, you know, I understand what it's like, you know, you running small shows and wanting to take a step up and we have experience in doing that. And of course, I didn't think any of that stuff was possible, but look. That's exactly what's happened. Here we go. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> you know, and obviously it's taken a lot, lot, lot longer than I probably would have liked, but here we are. So who knows where it's going to go from here? Will it go to big arenas? Who knows? 
But like either way, we've done a couple of arenas this year, haven't we? The ice yeah. arenas. So, um, so coincidentally, he was just walking through because he's he's now kind of he doesn't uh, he's now kind of um, oversees a load of venues now. So he was at the time he was just the manager of York Hall, the events manager at York Hall, and then he got promoted and promoted from there. So he's kind of taken his steps up and he's kind of a higher up in the in the venues now. And he just so happened to be walking through York Hall on the day when the second day of the TV tapings and he obviously saw the massive setup and came and saw me he's like, wow, congratulations, you know, like I, you know, like, you've worked hard to get because he's seen it from the you know he's seen it from the bottom and he's he's commented before when he's been in with one of my shows when you know the first show where I was there literally doing everything myself doing the lights doing the stage doing the um doing the sound doing you know putting the ring up doing like literally everything with my own hands and like maybe with three different helpers yeah. you know um and like now he sees the teams of people coming in and getting stuff done and us hiring in screens instead of doing it ourselves and you know and, and he always makes comment of look how far you've come you know and and um and it was then we had a little chat and that's when i i fed back to him like oh i'm having a bit of difficulty getting a venue on this date and he gave me a couple of suggestions one of them being brixton so oh, cool. it's funny how it all do you know what i mean it's yeah, like it yeah, all yeah. goes round in that circle you know um and if i hadn't had that conversation i'd have been in a yeah. not a very happy place right You'd now. You'd be coming to me saying, can I have a contact for the Pizza World Festival I, Hall? I might be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, do you think uh, the, the Festival Hall might allow an extra 700 people in? <laughs> but like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> prices like, oh, can I do it in your back garden, please, <laughs> mate? Or my mum's. Yeah. Do it in my mum's back garden, yeah. 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 Maybe the, maybe the mum-in-law's back <laughs> garden as well. Oh. Or have they sold that, that land's gone now, is it? It's gone. Oh, mm. damn. Yeah. That's all right. Maybe he's done it in Luke's back garden. That could have worked, couldn't it? Or his front garden. Maybe <laughs> yeah, right. His drive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Global Wars is a coming October the 14th. So, that's also exciting. Um, we did... Um, I know we're, we're approaching the hour mark here on the old... Uh, Are we? On the old EP. So, we're trying to wrap it up as quickly as possible. But we did the old uh, Portsmouth Guildhall on Friday night, which, again, to me, fantastic show. Um, yeah. You anything to add? No, it's a good show. Do you know what I liked about Portsmouth Guildhall? Go on. Um, so, I think, I so, so I say I always say to you, right, good wrestling is good wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that for a, a while, Portsmouth, the Guildhall, it may have, because of the shows which went in before we went in, it was almost perceived to be, you can only put on ex-WWE superstar yeah. and a happy clappy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just simple basic mm-hmm. shows, right? And um, and over the past few months, couple of years, I've kind of disproved that fact, but still had the, the WWE name attached to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last show we had, obviously, New Japan talent. Last Friday, we had New Japan, New Japan talent attached. And we also had a match featuring Flamita versus Bandido, who are obviously two luchadors who wrestle a completely different style of wrestling to anyone else. Um, and that match, fantastic match, and at the end of the match, it got a standing evasion from everyone there. It's, it's kind of blew, almost like in a way, it kind of blew everyone's minds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, it was very different. Yeah. And it was very different to anything that's ever been presented in the Guild Hall before, right? But by that note, good wrestling is good wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was a highlight of perhaps a whole week, right? Because I felt that... So even though, obviously, there was a high of getting that TV out of the way and getting it done and you know, it looking great and whatever. Like, my... I'm so, like, 
I sound like such a good guy here. You know, I'm very much about professional wrestling, grassroots professional wrestling. I love the fact that we can bring wrestling into a local town and, you know, the kids get to see. Like, I look at, when I when I bring shows in, I look at how I would have responded as a little kid to that show. Okay. And I'd have been losing my nut at that show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And, uh, and I'd be telling all my friends at school and like, I'd have no voice the next day and, and whatever have you. And, uh, and like, but just seeing everyone on their feet and amazed, mouths open at that match. Um, so for me, that was the biggest buzz in being able to introduce those fans to a completely different style of wrestling. Because I, I am very firm in the belief that wrestling's an international language. Anyone can understand it. Um, and I love the fact that it's so multicultural and, uh, you know, it's just like we are all one because we are part of this... Hmm. niche of a niche yeah yeah you know uh-huh. and uh and i was delivering a niche of a niche of a niche <laughs> i guess so, yeah, yeah. so uh, but it got that reaction and I, so so for me that was my highlight seeing seeing uh that reaction to that match um and kind of really validated uh you know a lot of my strong thoughts about pro wrestling cool hmm. anything to add no not really oh it's just a good show cool let's put a bow around that then okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh moving on to the uh the media con yeah in Manchester. That was an interesting experience, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was good, though. Like, it was good. I, I don't... I, I Dare I say that Alex, if I, if they run again, I think Alex will... He'll make it... And actually, before I say this, some people might have come away from that weekend again. That was great. But I'd say next year he might, he might fill it up with a few more names. Uh, like, you know, like attractions. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I hear your brother. Sorry, I hear your brother. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was um, it was nothing I've ever been part of before. Like, you know, we so got there, didn't we? And so yeah, from, from my perspective, it was it's a difficult one because like I I kind of uh, so I promised uh, this you know high quality lineup for the show, and I was I think I was sold like the sales pitch of what this media con would be, and I think to me it felt like. And I, I mean this in the nicest possible way. It felt like a job half done. Okay. So if you look at the size of the the hall, there's a lot of space. To there. the amount of stands there were, and like it's almost like it was a fantastic idea, and everything that was there was fantastic. I just felt you needed more of it, and I felt you needed more, like you say, more names, more bodies. Like I, I kept saying, like, oh, it'd be great if Axel Jim Duggan was here. Do you sure. know what I mean? So it'd be a m- lot more akin to the um, WrestleCon you know, that we're a part of every year um, in America, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so to me, I feel that's what was, um, that's what was missing from, from the convention. Yeah. Um, and I felt that, all, I don't know, like, so again, the venue was in the middle of nowhere. So it really had to. It was all like a massive industrial estate. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. And, it, and you really had to have a, uh, I just feel like you really had to have something special to get people to travel you had to have something really stat like you know and i think you could have an a, a accumulation of stuff so you could have like you know hongi tonk man hacksaw jim Dug- i have to keep love saying that <laughs> you know scotty too hotty whoever uh-huh. do you know what i mean like you could have like loads and loads of guys but in the end it was it's really like pat patterson dave Meltzer, jeff jarrett and that was kind of it right yeah, I guess they did photos with meet and greets all those today. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they oh, did. Oh, there's a little photo room, wasn't there? There's a photo room, which yeah. is cool. But I mean, Cabana, the, I guess. normally you have, a, you, you like, so at the WrestleCon, you'll have your standard tables where you have vendors come in and they'll bring, mm-hmm. bring in wrestlers to sign at their table. Um, and so you'd have, so literally littered across the room. I've, I've sent you pictures, haven't I? You know, where like, yeah, yeah, you're where like wrestler Hughes hunting and, and yeah. you know, 
just like all the all the random wrestlers. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's to me what it was missing. I think like it was almost but you like couldn't you couldn't financially do a WrestleCon because you're flying everyone in. No, no, but it's a different it's a different business model. So yeah. like I'm not suggesting that the organisers fly everyone in. I'm suggesting that. You know, so for example, if you reach out to someone, so for for Rocky's it, toys or contact, you can reach up to Rocky's toys, right? No, I am Rocky's toys. Oh, well, no, yeah, but I'm saying you could reach out, not use personally. I know oh, you okay. are. So I could, I could reach out to you at Rocky's toys, yeah, and I could say to you, "Would you like a table at my WrestleCon?" Yes, and you could say, "Well, what how much?" Say, "Well, how much are you talking?" Well, we're talking two hundred quid. But listen, if you bring over a former WWE superstar, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna waive that. I'm gonna waive that fee. Okay, um, and. You know, they'll obviously sign at your table and, you know, you can work out whatever deal you want with a guy. Yeah, and I'm bringing an attraction to your... I, and I, you're you know, bringing it, so you're bringing that, an attraction to my so event. So I'd, I'd bring over the Mountie. Yeah. Okay, so now you've got a badge out. Yeah, so you so can I now put, put the, the Mountie on. on my advertising. Yeah, come meet and the look Mountie. Look at me, I'm giving, away the, I'm giving away the formula to success. But I don't care if you're... If you're um, if you're entrepreneurial enough to get get out there and make it happen, or yeah. you know, if 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 this is, I hope this is what MediaCon becomes next year because they they made it very clear they want to do another one. Um, but yeah, you could do you could you could pay the Mountie. You could say to him, "I'll give you X amount of money," or you could say to him, "Listen, I'll pay for your flight over, and we'll do a fifty-fifty split on pitches." Yeah. Right, but you know that by having the Mountie at your table, that's going to attract more people to your table to get his autograph, and then as a result, to look at your toys. Sure. So, do you know what I mean? So, it's, it's a win-win mm-hmm. situation for everyone involved. Yeah. And then, you know, MediaCon, WrestleCon, whatever, can then, um, you know... Do you know who I would bring over? Who? The Quebecers, the pair of them. Oh, there you go. PCO, he's got he's a over indie now. name now. But then you could say to me, you could say yeah. to me, Andy, would you use PCO? We'd do a flight split. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You trickle it down. And then MediaCon... Seconded by the Mountie. Exactly. <laughs> and then MediaCon may like, uh, may like him to do a panel. Okay, well, he can do a panel as well, but, you know, you're going to have to chuck in a hundred quid towards the flight yeah. you know and then the the organizers like the same way that high spots do the high spots always make sure they bring in one or two headline names that they pay that obviously is their that their attraction as vendors so this year they had steve, steve austin, austin and goldberg they actually had a lot this year sting um Shawn michaels so they, they obviously brought in a lot but it's a different scale i'm not obviously expecting it to be you know the same scale as a uh, one which is on wrestlemania weekend but you know I just feel that it could have been, you could have had those elements to it. And I think if you added those elements to the shows, everything would have been mm-hmm. much better, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously we had our um, our British J Cup tagged onto that. And like I had promised I was going to put on big shows. And to me, it didn't get any bigger than the British J Cup. Obviously sell out show last year. Everyone's buzzing about this year. And we've got a hell of a lineup, 16 of the best flyers in the world. And then as a... As a result of it being at the convention, I think it did the. Uh, I, like, I think if you watch the shows back, they're going to be great. Obviously, with your commentary of Kevin Kelly, of course. You know, you watch the shows back, they're going to be great. But I just feel like they could have been so much more had it had they been kind of standalone shows and you know a more central location and. You know, I'm not necessarily saying not up north, but I know obviously if, it, if the show was in London, it would be sold out. But I'm pretty sure if a show was in a, a you know, a more central location in London, in Manchester, in sorry, Manchester, yeah. it would have sold out as well. Um, so, you know, it's just interesting, um, an interesting learning curve. Um, and, and I, for one, I hope, I, I think there was enough there at the MediaCon to make me feel like it's a viable thing for them to, to do another year uh, and to make it an annual event. But I feel that, you know, it does need to be more... Uh, I, d- d- is that is that yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah. So I so I I was curious about the name 
for a start. Because mm. I thought, not very descriptive, is it? No. And also, um, I think I saw about five kids there all weekend. Yeah. But it's a wrestling convention. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, there's surely by definition of the name, Dad, there's a, you know, everyone knows what a comic con is now. So they're yeah. going to know what a wrestling con is. They're going to know what a wrestling convention is. So calling it a wrestling media con, I think you're you're shutting out half of your your audience because kids probably won't understand what a wrestling media con is. Like a, a child, like have your Dave Meltzers and for your, you know, for your Wrestling Observers subscribers, have your Pat Pattersons for people like me and you, you know, who would who would love to sit and... I don't know, uh, Pat Patterson never. didn't like my show, did he? So. <laughs> well, no, okay, but before that, we didn't know that going into it. <laughs> but have a, you know, have a, um, oh, I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but someone that a kid would recognise. Have a yeah. Goldberg. Or like a, or a uh, Big Cass. Big Cass. Yeah, someone, I guess, yeah. You know, like someone who's just been released and yeah. is freely available. Yeah, and he'll do, a, he'll do a, a Q&A and he'll do a meet and greet with everyone. And yeah. So, yeah, I just think, and this is just my opinion, um, is... Uh, it was you niched yourself, calling it a wrestling media con. Yeah, you niched a niche of a niche of a niche. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we're just getting down this hole, aren't we? So, and we did. Uh, and, and but what was great about wrestling media con as well was like it was like all the old team was back together, wasn't it? Oh, like, I said, so. yeah, I saw loads of people. Like I saw Greg Lambert, yeah, who obviously I've not seen in years. And didn't I say to you when we did our episode about Greg? Greg called me up immediately. Said I'm so sorry, and I accepted his apology. But I said to you, I'll probably never see that man the rest of my life. There you were. There you were, six months later. Finally, I got a picture. I put it up on Twitter last night. I was like, this is well, this good. will blow your minds. I said facetiously, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, and uh, he came over, big smile. And he promised know. to do the podcast, but we never found an opportunity to sit down and yeah, do it. Yeah, like, I, think, I think we were probably over shooting for the moon there ourselves. That Like, oh, let's get him, let's get him, let's get him. Oh, yeah, we, well, we should have, yeah. Yeah, but next um, year at Wrestling Media Con, if we're welcome. Uh, probably not after that review. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a positive. Like, to me, like, it's all about being constructive isn't it yeah. like it's not like again i thought it was a very good event i just felt that it could have had those little extra bits and those mm. extra bits would have then in turn yeah um added to the overall feel about it and i think that you know if we had double like so when the restroom was going on the the main hall was empty essentially but i feel like if, if you had double the amount of people do you know what i mean it should, every room should have been buzzing the whole time you needed something for people to do at all times yeah you know if you're not getting autographs you're you know you've got kids rum, rummaging through rocky's toys Second-hand figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I sold you three DVDs. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, no. Thanks, mate. Mm, all right. won't do it next time. I'll say, oh, no. I appreciate WWE, it. There's some WWE DVDs down the road. They're way better. There wasn't, so. <laughs> there <laughs> wasn't. Might be next year. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, and we did a panel, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. The British Wrestling. The Rise the rise and Rise of British Wrestling panel. With an audience of 30, I think, wasn't it? No, it started no, off... It, yeah, it started brassic, didn't it? Yeah. But it actually got a little bit better yeah. by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end, it was like we were pulling people in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed it, actually. I I, I yeah. like talking about those days, so... Same here, yeah. Yeah, but you look like a right scruff. You didn't realise it was going to well, be Well, I didn't realise it was going <laughs> to be on. Like, <laughs> so how did you not know? No, so I, I just assumed we were doing a... So, like, first of all... For the house. I got, I got plucked from, uh, from obscurity to, yep. to do it. Um, and I like it had been mentioned to me before, but then never again. It's like, would you be up for doing it? Oh, well, possibly. when did when that so day? I, so or no, so it got mentioned to me like a few weeks before, oh, okay. and it said something like, "Oh, it's going to be like Alex Shane, Mark Sloan, um, Greg Lambert, and someone else." Okay, I'd have liked to have seen that actually because that would have ended up some right bickering, right? Yeah, probably Doug maybe. 
Maybe dark. I don't yeah. know. But like, I can't remember who it was. But like, there was some 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 of those names were kind mm-hmm. of batted about as people who could do it. I'd never heard anything more of it apart from Mark had told me he's not doing it. Okay. So I just assumed it wasn't really happening, right? And then Alex asked me on the day. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, right? But I think. He had said to you that I'm already doing it, right? No, Greg had told me you're doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes, Alex hadn't obviously got round to asking me at the time of... Yeah. Um, and then I was... Uh, and again, so... Just how hectic the days were. So, like, originally, I was planning to go... Uh, so, I planned to get home to see my wife and child. I wound up... Um, after Portsmouth Guildhall going home for like three and a half hours mm-hmm. to then it wound up costing me a fortune actually. Did you <laughs> get a I plane did, in the end? Yeah, so I drove to the I drove to Southampton Airport, parked my car oh. there for the cost of forty Ooh. quid, right? And then I got uh and then I flew to Manchester, I had to get a cab from Manchester cab from the airport to the uh the venue, then a cab was back that? like twenty five quid. Then a cab back from the the you know, from the back from the venue to the mm. airport and then drove back. So all in all, it cost me a fortune, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I wanted to get those three and a half hours at home, you know, and uh, and I'd been away a lot that week and I just wanted to, you know, see the wife, the kid, the dog, mm-hmm. even though they were sleeping and probably... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't um, even notice you were there. Uh, so, um, so, because of that, I could only take hand luggage with me, so I didn't really have much stuff and I meant to put a bag on the van um, on the ring van on the Friday but they were obviously going up to Manchester straight after the show so they, they drove from the Guildhall to Manchester straight away and then got to the hotel in the morning and early hours of the morning and obviously slept the morning um, so I didn't want to hold them up anymore by saying oh, I just need to pop back to my house and grab a bag and my suit and everything so I didn't really have anything with me I had a pair of jeans that I could have popped on but I didn't even think about it Right, so I was in shorts at the time and uh, yeah, I didn't even think about it. And I, I was on like no sleep. I was probably on about, that was probably the most sleep I'd had that week to that point, <laughs> that three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't even thinking about it. So, you know, unshaven because I couldn't take my uh, razor with me. <laughs> like just... I don't know why you didn't ask me to bring it on the Saturday. Because we didn't leave till like... Well, we left about 8 a.m. Well, yeah. it's easy in hindsight, isn't it? Mm. To say that. I hadn't even thought about that. So, um, so I was obviously in Manchester by that point. Um, so yeah, I just and I and a part of me as well thought it'd be nice not to wear a suit for weekend as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did. I wasn't anticipating being in front of a camera, so I was obviously I was thinking it was for the house, and I saw them filming. But I wasn't thinking it's was going to be streamed on internet. No, do you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, and it wasn't really. But it wasn't until we really got out there and I saw the cameras that I really realised <laughs> we were. And I was kind of too much of a scruff by that point. We were live on Fight TV. Yeah. And yeah. the two people who watched it had a thoroughly good time. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, so. and whoever else. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I cut. It's interesting though because I cut some promos, right? But they weren't really promos. It was just me talking, tirading. I was just ranting. Yeah. But uh, I can't remember what you said actually. But I've not got a clue. But Mo like, Chacha from Power Slam fame gave a shout out to it. me. Yeah. So three people watched it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he saw it live. He oh, was okay. There. You know what's yeah. Him? No, I he's t- like a little bodybuilder. I didn't now. see anything. He was I like didn't a little, anything. you know, um, skinny. Mini. The whole thing was a blur. Like I never saw, I never saw Dave Meltzer. We were the big friends in New Orleans. I never saw him at all. Really? I saw him, but not to actually. Talk I to. saw him. So when we went to the green room, well, they called it the green room, but it was like a massive tennis court, I think. And uh, I saw Mo, 
who I haven't seen. I never knew him really. I was just a trainee when he was around the FWA. Capo Khan. Capo Khan, yeah. So I said hello to him and Dave Meltzer was sat watching the iPad and I wanted to say hello but he was watching. I said, oh, what are you guys watching? Trying to strike up conversation and then Mo just went, oh, we're watching some UFC. I was like, oh, I'm not interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, it was a good weekend, wasn't it? Well, I said it was a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Yeah, and uh, I, no, I did. I had a, I had a fun time. It was great catching up with old friends. Um, I was happy to see everyone happy. Yeah. Like all the boys seemed to have a no- lovely time. There's a lovely group picture it was which I'm really, not in. Yeah, it was a really and good bonding experience because a lot of those like guys, I don't know them at all. So like the Aussie boys, Fantasmo, uh, the Midlands crew, the Midlands crew, I guess. Chris Brooks, like he told me he used to go to watch the Orpington shows, IPW, and oh really? He used to design the. Uh, yeah, he the DVD, was covers. DVD covers. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I just assumed he was just a... I didn't realise he was sort of on the fringe of it, you know. Yeah. But no, it was lovely guys. Walter. Had a catch-up with Timothy Thatcher, who reminded me that he lived in the back of Phil Powell's van for three months. <laughs> and uh, Which I did know, but I'd forgotten about, actually. So that was quite cool. Um, yeah, so no, it was, well, at least they might have come out of it. I hate everyone. I don't know why I came out of it loving everyone. I thought, oh, he's, I like this crew. And everyone's like, that Andy's a right jerk. Yeah. Oh, don't bring him <laughs> again, Andy. Um... So uh, so yeah, but it was a lovely it was a lovely time, and I felt like I felt we all were a good team that whole week. Mm-hmm. Like I think we all grouped together. We knew it was a a hard task ahead of us the whole week, and I think everyone everyone grouped together and everyone pulled it out the bag. And I think it's those kind of experiences that that grow the, that bond that kind of help us, you know, move forward mm-hmm. to the next level. Because I think a big part of this is uh, well I. <laughs> Is, is everyone has to be on, not everyone has to be on the same page, but you know everyone has to want to move it forward. You know, it's, it's not something which is easy, as you said. It's a niche of a niche. Yeah. You know, it's not something which is easy to move forward. You know, everyone has to be pushing in the same direction, and I really think that this week, this whole week, has helped do that. And I think it's really helped people see, you know, look, we are we are a part of something which is growing and we are building something, you know, and it was great having guys like, again, just a to shout out to guys like James Mason, who, were, who was around at the, oh, the weekend. Can't you can't wait know. for Mason and, and uh, Cabana to be on the telly. Yeah, yeah. it's great, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, and, and guys like Dean Allmark, you know, uh, mixing of the, I think it was a mixing of the locker rooms, but do you know what I mean? Like guys who, yeah, I mean, it's not quite as segregated as it used no, to be. No, not at all, but like traditionally they don't, you know, they, they're great guys to mm. have around. Yeah. And I just feel that, you know, it's just it's it's very important that we all learn from each other, and I think that yeah. you know, obviously, someone with the, the ring experience of James Mason is just you know invaluable to have around, and likewise, um, Dean Allmark, you know, that man wrestles probably more than anyone else in the country, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and over and probably consistently over the last ten years has wrestled more than anyone in the country. So having a hand like that on board as well is a uh, yeah. I just think very important and, and, and great to have sure so, no I agree um, so overall a very positive Rev Pro Week mm-hmm. hashtag Rev Pro Week yeah hashtag was dreading it week <laughs> but I listened to a podcast which said something like um, the process of doing so like it was so it wasn't a podcast it's a book right and it's um, it's do now get perfect later it's called okay and it's about pushing people to make stuff happen mm-hmm. right and uh one of the things he, one of the points, one of the things that holds people back from uh, from achieving stuff is um, the fear of failure. Yeah, right. It's Arnold's line, and um, and he says that, and, and uses the example of nothing's perfect when you first get it out. So you can't just sit on something and and you know make it perfect and then 
and then get it out. Because if, they, if, if they'd done that, then Apple probably still wouldn't have released their first iPhone. Sure. Right? But look how much money Apple have made of the, out of the iPhone mm-hmm. year after year after year. And if they'd released the perfect iPhone, there'd be no need for an iPhone 2, 3, 4, up to 10. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, like, that's a, that really hit home. And also, he said, the action of doing, and I didn't believe this at the time, <laughs> it was like, the action of doing is never as bad as the thought of doing in your head. Like the worst case scenario, yeah. The action of doing the worst case scenario is never as bad as the thought of a worst. And case I believe scenario. that completely. Yeah. yeah. So I've so to use that point, right? So I've had eight weeks off of the gym. Okay. You dread going back to the gym because you feel you're going to lose everything. You feel like a, you know, you feel like a. I was about to say a P- POS, but do you, do you know what I mean? Like you just do. Like you're like, oh, before this I was lifting this, and today I went back in and I was dreading it and dreading it, and dreading it. I went there and I loved it. So the the act of doing. It was nowhere near as bad as the thought yeah. of doing it. And I, I think that a lot when it comes to like going to the gym, for example. And, and that was exactly, and for me, that was exactly what these shows were. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, even the, the J couple, like I said, I'd, I'd alluded to before, I wasn't happy with the ticket sales. But, you know, come bell time, mm-hmm. building was full. Yeah. It looked good. Um, so it, it was great in that respect. And, uh, yeah, the, like I say, the action of. Can you it, turn it, me down? I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> was. It's kind. Of, it's kind of too late because you, you, you saying, "Can we turn me down?" I'm going to So, uh, so yeah, the action of doing is mm-hmm. just yeah. It was. It was nowhere near as bad as as the force of doing it. And um, and like I say, like I was, I was worried about the how your call would look, um, but it looked great. I was worried about you know the putting together these TV shows, a fear of the unknown, but it was great. Great learning experience. Do you want to reveal to everyone what you wanted your or what you intended your first match to be? Because uh, I think that's quite cool. Okay, yeah. But so obviously, we can't do it. We really can't do it now. But like, you got the first so, match. So, so obviously, it it was going to be the same. So, if anyone only watched the show, it was going to be the same idea as as what we did. Um, but the first match was going to be Brian Pillman Jr. versus Jushin Liger. And why? Um, as a throwback to the first Nitro. Yeah. So the first guys you saw were, were Jushin Liger and Brian Pillman Jr.'s dad, Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going to relive yeah. that encounter. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, that was great. When you said that, it didn't, you know, yeah. it wouldn't and have sold any extra tickets or whatever, but no, it would have been a I d- good I don't nice think we'd have even advertised it. I yeah. think it would have just been one of those things. But yeah. unfortunately... Um, he agreed to it. He he agreed to it, but then after that, he'd signed with MLW, whose TV tapings were on the same days. Uh. So we couldn't do it. Mm. So um, that's what I had in mind for the first, you know, that first e- first episode, first match, um, which I think would have been fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what you could have won. <laughs> yeah. So a bit of that bullseye moment. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I was uh, still. I thought we were, uh, overall very happy with how it how it all went, and I can't wait for you guys to be able to watch it on Free Sports and rip it to shreds. Yeah. Speaking of ripping to shreds, Andy, have you got anything for your World of Sport review this week? <laughs> Not yet, no. Okay, so one no. day we'll get that review. No, but There's I only a couple of weeks left, isn't there? I don't know. They've got me up to week seven or eight by now, surely. Yeah. I have got something you can watch on the telly, though. Go on. Impact Wrestling. Oh. Tomorrow. On. Why are you getting your phone out? I'm just checking. Just checking my facts and figures. It's on uh, Pop, I didn't, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't... No. In America, it might be. Fight Network. The Fight Network, Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be televised. Um, so Andy Boy Simmons has had a rejuvenation over the past uh, 
week, past few months actually, ever since he got him back involved with Kevin Kelly really. Yeah, well it's on tomorrow um, on Fight Network UK, Sky Channel 455, 9pm till half 11. And I'm com- I commentate the show with Sanjay Dutt. So there you are. So and my my biggest hope is I had a 20 minute, 15 20 minute chat. Well, it felt like 15 20 minute chat with Scott Demore at the end. I don't think that's going to be on there, mate. It's really good though. I watched it on uh, Twitch. I downloaded Twitch. I signed up for yeah. Twitch to watch it all. And the reason why I want to bring this up specifically is because I was smart and live on air. I said Scott Demore says to me. So what's next for you, Andy? And I said, I'm just looking forward to getting home, seeing my wife and kids. And I let Lindsay listen to that last night. Subtly, I just had it on. And she was like, oh, did you mention us? I was like, of course I did. And there you go. She fell in love with me all over again. Such a baby face. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was, uh, but uh, to just, I'll, I won't go on about that, but that was cool. I enjoyed that. That was good working with Andre and doing that. With Look at you, you old pro. Yeah. Anyone else want to hire me? You know, I'm pretty expensive, but. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but available, but available, yeah. So it's a dream being a big part of the wrestling business without taking any big bumps. So there you go, mm. and perhaps we'll talk to you one day about your commentary. Yeah, what how it all came about, and yeah, just how I nearly quit one time. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's probably a few stories telling that, but how you, you nearly go. got fired. Yeah, wonder. Yeah. Um. But here you are. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> okay. Well, well, surprise me on the air. Enduring character, Andy Boy Simmons. Mm. So, yeah, that'll do, won't it? That's a, that's an episode. Cool. So, I'm calling it an episode. Yep. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Follow oh, me on Twitter. One thing I will add. Oh, go on. We've got lots of new theme music, which I thought was pretty good. Yes. Yeah, the Aussie Open song was sounded better in a, on a, in a setting than on your phone. <laughs> So I made it. I said it was good. It just needed a couple of points, and I don't. I think did have it, it. Does it was or beefed up a bit? From, oh, okay. From when I asked. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you did take on board what I said. Yeah. That's nice. Um, okay. Yeah. Aussie Open. Good mm-hmm. music. David Starr. Great music. He doesn't like it. Oh, don't yeah, but care. no one does like it, do they? They always go, "Don't like it." But I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you first hear a piece of music, are you like, not often different? Do you, no. Yeah, but I feel like a. For me, the reason why I know it's good music. Like so, instantly now I can hear his music in my head. Okay, and I think that's what's the mark of a good piece of entrance music is the fact that you remember the tune and it can mm-hmm. it remains in your head long after the yeah. the show happened. So we're going to upload all the music to YouTube as well, just so everyone can get familiar with it. Because obviously it's going to be your first time for a lot of people hearing yes. that. So um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, follow me on Twitter. At Boy Simmons, do you remember I said I want to get to 2,000 followers by Christmas? Yep. And I really didn't think that was going to be possible. Well, I've got... Stop crying. I've got nearly 50 he's followers got, in the last week alone. He's got tears coming down his I've cheeks. I've got 1,738 followers now. So... I passed the 2,000 mark. Yeah, well done. Unfortunately, it was a, a little bit of controversy it took to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So we're just working, aren't we? One fan at a day. That's the same with uh, with with the professional wrestling industry. That's my goal: one fan at a day. And one fan a day. The, you need to be attracting a hundred fans a day. With, the t- with well, everyone's well. He's trying to. Well, yeah, but like I'm happy if I can make one new fan a day. I'm happy. Okay. But anyway, the point I'm making is um, is if I can get one new Twitter follower a day, I'll kind of be quite buzzed. So. I'm on 2,185. Okay. So maybe one day I can get up to 3K. Mm. I do put out some very good tweets, as I say, time and time again. I just don't tweet enough. Yeah. But when I do tweet, it's good. Good. Okay. 
So if you like your Netflix programs, you like your wrestling, you like your football, you like any of those things, and you like real life advice, get involved avoid with you. at A Quilden. Any Twitter real life handle. advice, avoid Andy. <sighs> Thanks for joining us, Had everyone. To ruin it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>